Worship at Home, Sunday the 23rd of April 2023, the third Sunday of Easter. Our Bible reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, beginning at verse 13, the road to Emmaus. Now on that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, and their companions gathered there. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told him what had happened on the road, and how he had been, he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love this Bible reading. It feels a little bit as if it should start, meanwhile, elsewhere on Easter morning. We're taken to a different place and different disciples, not any of the twelve, 
who had left Jerusalem even before they'd really heard or understood about the resurrection. It was a whispered rumour that was going around that morning of the third day and here they've disappeared off to Emmaus. But what might we learn about their trip to Emmaus and back again for our faith now today? Well, I can see this passage almost like some sort of road map and it was going through my head yesterday while uh, I was watching my husband and my son unpacking and building some Ikea flat packed furniture. Yes, well maybe you've had a go at flat pack furniture yourself. It comes with a marvellous uh, road map or booklet to tell you how to do things and when you look at it uh, rather like building Lego you can just marvel at the technology whilst also feeling completely daunted at the sheer number of instructions that are coming along. So we're dealing with some uh, disciples here who have known Jesus teaching, known his following and they've heard this rumour and they are completely daunted by all the events of the last few days. But if we take our time, like the flat pack furniture, we can begin to work out what has happened, where we are and find that roadmap through to the other end. This Bible passage breaks down into basically four constituent parts. First, there is the meeting on the road. Second, there is the conversation as they walk along and Jesus unpacks the scriptures. Third, there is the meal. And fourth, there is their response after Jesus, who they've just had their eyes open to, then disappears before those very eyes. So it makes it more manageable if we break it down to these different stages. So first, the meeting. The followers of Jesus in this story may well share some feelings that we all have at some points in our lives. They've left Jerusalem where other followers of Jesus were meeting behind locked doors, afraid of the Jews, and we might presume that this pair are also seeking a safe place, a refuge. Now Emmaus is a little noted town and our gospel writer doesn't say why the two disciples are going there. Perhaps they were going home, perhaps on business, or perhaps simply to get away from the terrible things they'd witnessed in Jerusalem. It had become a dangerous place for them. The theologian Frederick Buchner interprets Emmaus as the place we go in order to escape, a bar, a movie. Wherever it is, we throw up our hands and say, let the whole thing go hang. It makes no more difference anyway. Emmaus may be buying a new outfit or a new car or smoking more cigarettes than you really want, reading a second-rate novel or even writing one. Emmaus may be going to church on a Sunday. Emmaus may be whatever we do or wherever we go to make ourselves forget what the world holds, that the world holds nothing sacred that even the wisest and loveliest decay and die. So there they are heading off to Emmaus and Jesus 
meets them on the way. He meets them on the way. He doesn't come to them in Jerusalem and he doesn't wait for them at the journey's end. He doesn't bid them come on some pilgrimage or undertake some pious feat. Rather, he meets them exactly where they are, on the road in the middle of the journey. And this leads to our second stage, the conversation. This is Luke, our gospel writer's greatest irony. The risen Christ, the only person who fully understands the events of the recent three days, is playing the role of an ignorant stranger. What's happened? He asks them. So they, they assume they know much more than this stranger. It's an odd way to begin the conversation. In truth, it would have been a risk for them to talk, to talk openly about Jesus given the events of the three days, but something about him allows them to trust, to open up and share with him details of the events and their feelings, their sadness, their confusion at the women's claims that had not been corroborated when Peter and the other men reached the tomb and not corroborated in other ways because they've left Jerusalem quickly. So we notice what takes place. First, Christ opens up the conversation and the scriptures for them, helping them not simply to make sense of recent events in light of scripture, but also to make sense of all scripture, indeed all life. It's a really good example of seeing the, the light of God's redemptive work through the cross. They're some of the first people to experience this. That experience can again speak to us as we worship in the truth of the Easter story. Then they reach Emmaus and here the two urge Jesus to stay with them and he does in so doing, modelling the type of ministry to a household which he had instructed his disciples to practice in the early church. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide, he says in Luke chapter 10. And so he shares a meal, lifting and blessing the bread, giving it to them. And amid these simple and symbolic actions, they recognise him. So we've had scripture, the sharing of a meal, and in this they see uh, who it is that they are sharing with. And then comes the fourth stage, their response. They get up to return to Jerusalem. Now this is a dangerous journey in the evening. Why do they choose to do it? Surely because they can't help it. News this good just can't keep. The road at night would have been hazardous, there would be robbers, let alone the fact they may not have had torches, and they certainly didn't have tarmacadam surfaces to make the path safe. They're heading straight back into Jerusalem, the very place they left for fear of their own safety. So there is risk, there is drive to do this, journeying back towards Jerusalem. So to recap four stages of our roadmap, uh, to understanding this passage. There is the meeting, 
Jesus met the disciples where they were. The conversation, Jesus opened the scripture for them to help them make sense of life in the light of God's mercy. The meal, Jesus gathered with them that they might behold and be nourished by Christ's own presence. And there is the response. These two sent on their way back into a world to partner in God's world and they want to do it despite the risks. Now I'm going to be preaching on this passage later today at two services of Holy Communion and it's worth noticing the pattern of worship in a service of Holy Communion. We come together to meet the Lord where each of us is at. We then share in the reading and exposition of his word, the conversation. And then we come to share the meal in the sacrament of Holy Communion in the breaking of bread. Then we go out in response. So how are you called to respond today? Collectively, individually, what risks do you have to take to do it? God be with you as you go out to serve the Lord. Amen. And so as we hear the word of God, let us pray. Walk with us, Lord Jesus, on our journey of faith, both as individuals and as the Church of God. Open to us the truths you long for us to understand and inspire all who teach and encourage. Equip us all to pass on the good news of Easter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Walk with us, Lord, down streets of our cities, towns and villages. Drive with us down the motorways and fly with us down the air corridors. Meet all who are curious, searching or moving in the wrong direction. Let your presence be sought and recognised in all the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Walk with us, Lord, in our life's journeys, guiding, teaching and correcting us as we learn the lessons of loving in our homes, our work and our communities. So we hold before you those uh, situations on our hearts at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Walk with us, Lord, through the times of suffering and pain, alerting us to one another's needs and providing us in whatever ways are best for us. Help us to trust you through the dark times and breathe new life and hope into those who are close to despair. So we pray especially for those we know who are ill or suffering from chronic anxiety and other long-term conditions at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Walk with us, Lord, through the valley of death. May our love and prayers support those who walk that journey today. Draw close to them and welcome them into the joy of heaven. Lord, we thank you for walking with us wherever we travel. We thank you 
that you are indeed real and alive every step of the way. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. We join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Collect for the Third Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord. Give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. And now may God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts by email, you can get in touch through Spotify for Podcasters on their website or by emailing me direct on revlucylun at gmail.com. Goodbye. <laughs>